find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, 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 you are listening to the world famous Behind the Baller podcast live and direct from the Rotten Apple. You'll get tackled. If you didn't know who said that rhyme, bro, turn this podcast off right now. All right, y'all. Yo, I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble. And yes, just like I said, the Korean John Cusack is in New York City right now. Yo, I am on my gully shit. I feel different. Okay. Like, my swagger really different right now, okay? We are hours away from the biggest custom chain reveal ever, all right? I was just in the 415. Now your boy is in the 212. I'm going to talk about Cuddy's intergalactic house party. That shit was all the way bananas. Okay, it was fucking insane. You need to get vaccinated to eat in New York City and San Francisco. My Seahawks are off to a motherfucking amazing start. All right, go Hawks. The NFL season is officially here. You already know what the fuck it is. I am so pumped. A rapper got gold chains surgically implanted into his head. I wish I was fucking kidding. Okay, I flaked on the MTV Awards, and we got a lot more, much more, on another brand new Yang Bangin' BTB episode, of course, recorded in high Doge Venetian. Yo, Dust Brothers, let's go. So uh, as I was saying, I started out the week in SFC. The SFC is San Francisco City. For those of you who are not from Frisco or from the Bay, of course, you know, you already know. I hit up my favorite spot for that chicken consomme, that lovely popover with the strawberry butter, right? That crab melt sandwich. Mm, so good good fucking flames okay so i go up the elevator i go straight to the motherfucking maitre d's desk and the guy asks me do i have a reservation and i said of course not and then he asked me oh well would you like to sit at the bar because we're fully committed and i say of course i would never ever want to sit at the bar like are you playing with me? Someone walks over to him. It's an Asian girl. She taps him on the shoulder. She whispers in his ear. You know what I'm saying? I think she told him that I was the Korean Liam Neeson and that he needs to shut the fuck up and sit me down. And guess what? He sat me down at a nice little table. I get to enjoy my little view of the rotunda and the whole atmosphere, you know, the ambiance, all the little housewives and everything. I'm just chilling, sitting there, you know, drinking my chink and consomme and just enjoying myself having my iced tea. And before any of that happens, my man asks me with a dead serious face, he says, yo, 
can I see your vaccination card or can I see the proof of vaccination? And I'm like, word? Uh, okay, here, let me show you. I, I'm glad, I'm so glad you asked me for that because I've never had to show anybody it. So I showed him my vaccination card and then I went on and ate my meal. I was chilling, okay? Now, this is where shit gets spooky, right? I'm telling the story back and forth, kind of like a motherfucking uh, Pulp Fiction story. Before I even got to the rotunda, and like before my BBDTS meetings and all my shit I had to do, I checked into the penthouse suite, the nicest suite in one of my favorite hotels, okay? Right in the city, you know? And when I walked in, you know, I started doing my little video where you, you start video, you know, videotape the suite. Don't I do this shit? I just, I always do it because, you know, I didn't come from Sherilyn. I let people know, look, man, this is how I'm living. That's how you can live, boom. And I could go a lot harder, but I'm saying, look, factor in my life. Factor in three kids. Factor in the other people I feed. Factor in my family. Factor in my wife. Factor in the tuitions. Factor in the cars. Factor in the mortgages. All that shit. Boom. This is still how we do. You don't go back and motherfuckers be like, oh, I can't pay my credit card bill. No, nah, no, nah, hell no. I'll pay my credit card bill three times a month. All right? Because I don't like that motherfucker getting too high. Fuck on my credit. Okay? I own property. I'm good. So I finally go a little deeper into my room. My room has a little Peloton bike, right? And I noticed that there were some clothes by the side of the bicycle, of the stationary bike. I see some leggings, I see a beanie, I see some shoes in a bag. I'm like, the fuck? The bed is brand new, clear. The living room is crisp. Everything is crisp. I look in the fridge, there's like drinks and shit for me, everything there. Everything is chill. And then I noticed that the phone was unplugged on the side table of the bed. And I noticed that there was a towel going over it. So I'm like, okay. The fuck is going on? Like the hotel phone is unplugged and there's a towel over it, right? So I said, okay. Then I noticed, I was like, yo, man, it don't smell like the room usually, you know, and those, it smells like that Victoria's Secret body spray. You know, it's like that real cheap horror smell, but it's like, it's that smell that, you know, that make an amateur, that make them college boys horny. You know, that real sexual, like, it's just, it's that, if you don't know what the fuck that about Victoria's Secret body spray smells like, you ain't ever been to a strip club and nothing, okay? So, I walked into the bathroom, I walked into the master bathroom, so there's two bathrooms, remember, this is a big suite, and I noticed that there's women's beauty products in the shower, okay? So I'm like, all right, shower actually looked like it'd been used not that long ago, so I'm kind of creeped out. Now, I ain't got my gun on me, nothing, I feel a little naked, I feel weird, but the room still looked untouched. I look at the sink. All the toiletries things are there, like the new joints, Balmain, shampoo, Balmain, uh, lotion, all this. But one of the bars of soap is open. So I'm like, all right, it's starting to get a little weird in here, okay? I walk into the closet, and I see a woman's, like, bustier-type top hanging, okay? And then there's also a green cashmere sweater, Okay, both are like size small, petite, sorry, P. So I'm like, all right, fuck is really going on here? So I go down a little bit, I open the drawers, find some vintage rock t-shirts, find four pairs of jeans, each jean size 25 waist. So I'm like, okay, this is a skinny girl, it fit. She's on the Peloton bike, you know, here and there, okay. I see a bra in there. It ain't like a, a sexy bra. It's just like a cool little bra. Whatever. Look, it's a bra. 
and she's a 32 C cup. So I'm like, okay, this is, you know, I'm like, what the fuck is really going on here? Like, I'm really thinking, I'm really asking myself, like, am I being set up? Like, this is just fucking weird. Now, they weren't like, they were name brand, but it was like kind of, it was weird. They, I could tell these weren't clothes that were bought in the last year or two even. They were washed, they're clean, I'm sure, but they weren't like newer clothes. I could just, I could just tell. Like, a motherfucker been around a lot of shit. So I go into the bedroom, and there's a room safe underneath the television. And that's where, you know, I keep my shit. So I said, let me see what's up in the room safe. Room safe is open. All right. But on top of the room safe, there's a notebook, like a spiral notebook. And inside it, it's filled with papers all over the fucking places. Papers left and right. Papers written on them, like some straight up memento shit, like crazy. Okay. I see papers with addresses from fucking like all this writing from Sugarland, Texas to fucking uh, North Carolina, Arkansas, uh, Sacramento, California. I see veterans disability documents like all these doc and, t- and, and like this other veterans hospital shit, it's not whatever, a bunch of addresses written all down. Everything weird as fuck, all handwritten, not messy writing and not super neat writing. And I, you know, it, I couldn't tell, you know, women's writing, you could tell immediately. Girls have really nice writing usually, right? And it was, it was legible, very legible. So that's enough of this fucking creepy weirdo shit, man. I'm calling the fuck downstairs, fuck this. So I want to speak to the manager, okay? So I know the manager. We're friends. I stay at this hotel every single month. I stay there a lot. I got a lot going on. I do a lot of traveling here and there, right? I got my spot in San Francisco too. So he comes up. Now, he didn't. He came up fast. So I told him the whole story within a couple minutes. Comes up fast. He comes up with the head of security, the head of housekeeping, and then another person that's like in management or executive at the hotel, right? I showed him everything that's wrong, what's weird here and there. Look, and I'm like, look, guys. This is the nicest suite in the hotel. I've been waiting for a year, two over two years, almost two years to book this hotel suite because you guys shut down, then you're up to 50%. And then you basically have my main suite, which I always stay at, right? I said, look, I'm not changing rooms, okay? I just want you guys to sanitize this room and get it back right. And uh, that's it. So then right then and there, the security guard is like, he's like, hey, have you slept in this room or sat in the bed yet? I was like, nah, man, look, the bed is made. Shit is cool. He's like... Um, okay, let me show you some real quick. Look at this. And he showed me marks of where someone was sitting down. And I'm like, yo, hell nah, bro. They, they, they tweaking. Okay. And I'm like, look, man, I don't want to start tripping. I don't want to start thinking about it too much. I really just didn't want to have that kind of energy. I got a lot going on. I, I shouldn't even be here. I'm waiting on the fucking chain to be finished. I had to fucking do all this shit with this fucking chain. I kept so much on my mind. I was like, guys, just bomb the room. All right. Do the sanitize, you know, sanitize the bitch, bomb it, clean it, make sure everything's on, on right, you know, clean the bed, give me new sheets, all that shit. I'm going to go eat. Please have this shit fixed. So after my meal at the Rotunda, you know, I even take a little extra time. I go to fucking uh, Chanel, maybe try to find my wife something, you know, uh, they didn't have what I wanted. They were really nice to me. This lady at Chanel was like, yo, Ben, we're a big fan of yours. And, you know, we love your family. The kids are getting big. And I was like, yo, yo, thank you going to Nike town, you know, try to buy some ACG shorts that just wasn't popping. Nothing was my size. They had no Tiger Woods gear, nothing. So I go to Starbucks. I'm like, look, let me get a motherfucking salted caramel, uh, cold brew, you know what I'm saying? With some sweet cream and, and try to get cool. Boom. I get back to the hotel, get back to my room. 
it's almost 3.30 or something, right? About 30 minutes away from my meeting, I get back and there's two dudes in the room. And they look like, you know, technician type dudes. One guy asked me, he goes, hey man, there's an old Asian guy, probably in his 60s. He's like, did you disconnect the phone? And I was like, no, bro. Like, wow. I mean, you know, it, it just is a crazy question. I know he has to ask. I'm like, no, why, why would I disconnect the phone? And he's like, okay, I need to use this. I need to take this phone because there's something weird that's going on with it. And I'm like, bro, if you guys don't have no room service, which they haven't, you know, for almost two years, I'm like, man, go ahead. Room, room service ain't active. I don't have no valet car here, nothing. Yo, take the fucking phone. I ain't tripping. That dude takes the phone. He takes off. Then this electrician comes out and he's like, yo, did you disconnect the smoke alarm in the bathroom? I'm like, no, why the fuck would I do that, right? You know what I mean? Like, I don't change shit in rooms. I don't, I'm not, I don't even put the towel in the, I'm, I'm too grown. I'm gonna smoke my weed, but I'm gonna do it a different way. Like, I'm not, you know. So he shows me the bathroom smoke detector and it's pulled off, okay? I checked the wires. They're hanging weird off the fucking ceiling. There was a towel wrapped around the wires like, Yo, this bitch trying to start a fire. This bitch could have, like, really could have, like, a fire hazard, you know? So then, like, I'm tripping. There's a sauna in the bathroom. It's a really nice room. It's a really nice suite. There's a real dry sauna, you know, nice wooden room, electrical. And the dude shows me. He's like, yo, look at the sauna temperature real quick. Just want you to look at this real quick. It's weird. This lady had the sauna set to 187 degrees. The recommended heat is from 160 to 180. So I'm like, 187? Man, if can you fix this shit, bro? Because I'm about to have a meeting in this room and I ain't got time for all this bullshit. Like, you fucking up my vibe and everything. So I'm just like, I'm just tripping still. Like, 187, that is weird. You know, the fucking smoke alarm and all this other shit. I'm just like, yo, look. By the way, I look in the bathroom and there was like kind of marks on the sinks. Or I don't know if it was makeup. I don't know if it was, I don't know what the fuck it was. Place looks brand new. Okay, so they fix all the shit. Dude leaves, puts everything back together. Boom, I have my meetings in the room. Later in the evening, I get on FaceTime with Nick, right, and my kids. I tell her what's going on. She's like, yo, that's fucking crazy. And um, I got the sniffles for like 24 hours or so. You know, I'm just like driving me crazy, right? Like, fuck. I don't want anybody to think like something's wrong, whatever, but there's no COVID. You know, I got home tests now at the crib, boom. And so I'm like, yo, what should I take? I need to like take something to get rid of this fucking, uh, this, like I felt like I have a cold. I just have allergies. Drive me crazy, right? Now, Mind you, I haven't orally taken allergy medicine in a very, very, very long time. And I don't take that shit that make you sleep because Benadryl make you sleep and then you wake up. You just, something happens after you get dehydrated. I just start feeling crazy. So I stopped. There was, I forgot why, but a long, long time ago, like during Jonas days, I used to drink allergy medicine. Not because I, but because I really cause get allergies and shit, whatever. And then wake up and just be fucking, just feel crazy, right? So I, I'm telling y'all, as far as I can remember, I can't think of the last time I've taken allergy medicine. So she's like, yeah, just go to CVS. It's right there, right? Go get some non-drowsy Claritin. So I do exactly that, right? I was gone for maybe 15 minutes, right? Take a nice little stroll, go to CVS. You know, I love going to CVS. I download the app. I'm a fucking weirdo, you know? And uh, I remember the head of housekeeping she asked me when we were in the room and everyone's fine trying to ask everything they need to ask for all the information. She's like, uh, sir, what time did you check in? And I was like, I checked in like around 1230. Why? Like I just checked in, you know, they just came up like 15, 20 minutes after I checked in. She's like, you know, I came to check in this room this morning 
at 6 a.m. when I first got here. And now my shift is almost over. And I came to check at 6 a.m. because I wanted to add bottles of water for you. And uh, I wanted to put some juices in there because they told me you're a VIP. So I put it in your fridge. And she told me that because she remembers seeing a small like drink coaster. Like the coasters you would get like at BJ's or like, you know, like fucking Applebee's or some shit. Like, or some regular, just, you know, like, not like a super thick one. But there was a coaster holding the door open. So now I'm like, what the fuck? There was a coaster holding the door open. You didn't think that was weird that you opened the door and it was un like, you didn't decide, you didn't think to check the bedroom. And she's like, no, because I just cleaned it the day prior and nobody has checked in yet. You were the next person to check in. I cleaned it after the last guest came out. And, and this is the crazy shit. This room hasn't been available to, be, to even be booked for the entire year and even before that, okay? It just started getting booked September 1st, all right? We're talking literally just barely over two weeks ago, and it's only been booked twice because it's expensive, okay? This month's only been booked twice. So I'm like, all right, fuck this shit. I'm at CVS. I get my Claritin, non-drowsy. I get some Jolly Ranchers. And, uh, you know, I get my little fucking Snapple uh, lemonade iced tea joints. So I come back to the hotel. It's dark. It's nighttime. It's like 8, 15. And uh, I take my medicine. I tell my wife, yo, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking going. Uh, I'm going to go see uh, a homie at Dave and & Buster's. And so I head out to Dave & Buster's. I go down the elevator. As soon as I get out of the elevator, I walk in the lobby in the lobby, I see police walking with the head of security and the hotel GM. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of weird, man. I know a lot of weird shit's going on in COVID right now, but it's weird that there's a fucking, there's like a GM in here. You know, this is, this is strange, right? So I walk outside immediately, right? And then I notice this like, you know, um, I'm waiting for my lift outside, okay? And I notice that there's a lady being like held by a cop and she's talking, I didn't do anything. I'm not really trying to be too lousy, right? But you know, I, I take a look at her and um, I look her up and down. She's wearing some like heels. They're decent looking heels. They're clear, you know, not like stripper type heels. They're like that new style. I can't explain it to you where they have like suede bottom, like wood bottom, but like clear top. My wife has a pair. They, they look cool, right? She's wearing some North Face leggings. They're tight. They're not like, you know, they're loose. I hate fucking hate seeing loose spandex. It's one of my biggest pet fucking peeves, right? She's wearing, you know, she seems to be fit. She has a cardigan over um, a t-shirt. It's probably like 60 degrees in San Francisco, way colder than it is in LA. Definitely colder than New York even, right? And like I said, she, her body seems fit. Seems like the build of those clothes that I saw upstairs. So the bellman is one of my, you know, I know this dude is Ethiopian dude. I'm like, yo, bro, is that, is that girl in trouble over there? And he's like, yeah, man, she's acting crazy, man. That chick is like a crackhead or some shit. I don't know what's going on, but she's she's been acting crazy all night and everything. And the, the cop is like not letting her go. Um, she's not handcuffed, but she's not free to go. And she, I don't think she's trying to, you know, trying to get into all that trouble. So, you know, the bellman dude's like, yo, I think she's some kind of scam artist. You know what I mean? Or I think she might be even a squatter. As soon as he said squatter, I said, oh, man, okay. This might be the bitch that's inside, that was in my room. Okay, she looks like Anne Hesch. If you guys don't remember who Anne Hesch was, she's an actress. She was dating or married to fucking Ellen DeGeneres back in the day. This is like Anne Hesch, 
circa 2001, her look. She had like short hair. She wasn't ugly. She wasn't pretty. Um, and again, you know, this, this lady's like probably in her uh, early 40s. Um, but, you know, no offense. My white people age a little differently, right? So then I get in my lift. My boy from the hotel who's, you know, upper management calls me. And he's like, yo, we got the chick. And I was like, what chick? He's like, the girl came back to the hotel and she knocked on your door and was trying to get into your hotel room. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, bruh, when? So this bitch must have knocked on my door and tried to do all that shit while I was at CVS. Okay. Then she went to the front desk and told the front desk, oh, you know what? I need to get my stuff from my suite. And the employee at the hotel, they already knew what, what time it was, you know what I'm saying? Because it's been seven hours now trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. They took all the shit from the room and used gloves and masks and everything. And like, oh, what room is that? What suite are you in? Which suite are you in? She's like, yeah, I'm in penthouse seven. And they said, uh, okay, yeah, hold on one second. We'll, we'll get you right in. We'll, let's get a, a security guard to walk you up and get you in there. She's like, well, can you just, you know, get my key, blah, blah, whatever. And like, yeah, yeah, hold on. Security comes out immediately, holds her ass, grabs her ass. And the cops came within like a few minutes. SFPD was on the job, right? They ended up booking her for trespassing. I don't think she's going to do some real time, whatever. It's just crazy, the privilege you have. Like, had that been a black, black lady or like a Mexican lady or something, they would have probably did it even worse. But it was just, it was a trip. Crazy ass bitch. You know, thing is, she didn't look dirty. You know, from the products that she had, like, they weren't like, it wasn't like she was using fucking La Prairie and fucking, um, Clarins and all this expensive ass other shit she was like you know using lancome shit whatever but it still wasn't cheap shit right but she didn't look dirty she looked clean you know she didn't look like any type of army veteran right who knows i'm not here to judge but she didn't look like that at all it just creeped me the fuck out okay like just fucking weird but um after i finished busting some ass at dave and busters i'm out dmb getting my frustrations out there boom i go back to my hotel and I say, you know what? I'm gonna check one area in the bathroom. I forgot to check. You know, like I'm, I'm just never, you know, I didn't see anything. So I open the drawer underneath the his and her sinks, and there's mad hair products. There's like this lotion, this, this, this. This woman, you know, women got a lot of shit. They got a lot of products. But this woman, you know, like for homeless, I don't know. She had some shit. Don't know. If she stole it. Whatever. I don't know. All I know is that she had a gang of shit. Okay. And I noticed. She had lube. It wasn't KY jelly. It was like sexual lube. So I'm like, yo, man, maybe this bitch is a prostitute. Like, I don't know. What I do know is hotel comp, most of my room fee, I want to say like 70%. And the thing is, I'm not tripping. It's cool. I still stayed there and I was happy with it. I'm not going to make no big deal about it. I ain't going to name the hotel, put them on blast. I got a great relationship with them. I love this place. So I'm not tripping. What got me was, what if... Like, I'm legitimately wondering, like, what if my wife came to surprise me and then she started using the bathroom drawers and shit, which she would, all that she does all the time. Like, she's gonna go grab the hair dryer, okay? And then she's seen all that makeup and shit, everything else. She would've thought I was lying. She would've thought I was creeping. So, just fucking shitty. You know, when you think about that, you know, like, I just, that shit had me kind of creeped out. Low-key, that was a weird situation because motherfuckers get caught up and you could be telling the truth. And it'd be some fucking psycho and hash bitch. And I just weird as fuck. Other than that, look, SF was lit. It was cool. It was quick business. Had to handle some shit. Had to. I'm not going anywhere. I just need to for leisure anymore unless I'm going with my family. Okay. 
So I get back to LA. Um, I go back to finish the final polish, finish the rhodium, get everything in order. Uh, you know, after you do a final polish, you start doing some rhodium shit here and there. You know, motherfucking 20, 30 diamonds fall out. You got to fucking pull that out. Yo, I have never, ever pulled an all-night late-nighter like this since, like, Jonas days, okay? This is a crazy million-dollar piece, all right? I was there so motherfucking long that I haven't been, I can't think of the last time I was there that long. When I finished, it was 2 a.m., I got to catch a flight at 7, so I got two hours to try to sleep and then head to my plane, okay? So thank God I pack always days before my trips, all right, I always hop in the shower the night before. If I have a morning flight, I jump, you know, boom. Especially if it's over like a four-hour flight, I, you know, pack, you know, boom. I'm ready to go. I get up in the morning. I ain't playing, boom. So obviously, you know, we didn't get to use the Captain Morgan jet because this isn't a Captain Morgan event. So, you know, I booked me and wifey first class, Polaris seats. You know, you get the little pods, lay down beds, little small suites, you know. And it made the trip to NYC like a fucking breeze. Just, uh, I had some bomb-ass French toast on the fucking plane. I just, I slept like a motherfucker, was chilling, had this fucking million-dollar piece on me. Paranoid as shit, woke up, had to take a shit on the fucking plane, had to spray down the bathroom. It was a really nice modern bathroom. Use the dude wipes, use the Lysol, use the Clorox, all that shit, everything, boom. Had to grab the piece and took it with me. So I looked super sus with this Louis Vuitton shoulder bag, boom. But, yo, we touched down in the Rotten Apple, straight to work. Jump in the fucking black car, head straight to my favorite five-star hotel in the city. Uh, I get my essentials from the deli, you know, get my waters. I got a massage. Me and wifey is chilling, you know, on the terrace, smoke some weed. And now we getting ready for date night and Cuddy's intergalactic house party. All right. But first, me and wifey hit my favorite sushi spot, Zuma, right? Now, the one in Dubai is like the most lit ever. But this one and the London one are super fire. All right. Motherfucking Otoro off the chain like butter is just so good. Wife is looking, Nick is looking incredible. I, I couldn't even, believe, I took a picture of her. She told me how to do it because, you know, she knows lighting and everything and she looked incredible. I'm just happy to be, I'm chilling. I'm, everything is good. Life is good. I can't wait for this fucking Monday to happen. I get to the restaurant, you know, the hostess asked me again. She's like, can I have a uh, proof of vaccination? And then I need to see your driver's license that matches vaccination. And I'm like, here you go. And here's wifey's too. And I keep thinking like, yo, LA is going to do this shit soon too. So y'all shouldn't trip when this happens. You know, and by the way, I found a way to get the third booster shot for Pfizer. So I'm going to fuck around and do that shit. I know they say they push back the other thing, but I don't, I don't know. I'm not taking a chance, man. Like, fuck all that. So anyways, finish dinner. We jump into car service and I'm heading to Cuddy's crib. He tells me, yo, man, change the plans, man. Fucking uh, fire alarm, man. Fuck this. We're going straight to the event. And I'm like, yo, bro. And I hate that shit. Because that's why, look, I don't want to deal with this shit. I don't go out. And I'm trying to, I'm old as a motherfucker. Now my peoples are running the show. But still, I just don't want to deal with this shit. Okay. His party was so fucking out of control that there was almost two or three entire blocks bumper to bumper with fucking Ubers and cars. It was fucked up. Okay. He had two legit Soho blocks dead gridlocked. Okay, I was like, man, this is fucking bullshit. I got out of the car, right, and walked from three blocks. My wife is in heels, and she's like, look, 
man, I'm in Amina Muwadi's. Like, you can't just have me walk like this. Boom. And it was like, I felt bad. And I was like, baby. And I had people ask me, hey, yo, you been baller, man. Take a, oh, yeah, here, here, cool. I wasn't trying. I was just like, let me get into this. I was focused. Okay. Now, Cuddy's like, yo, I'm stuck in gridlock. He was in a bad. He was like, yo, this shit's fucking crazy. Because it was crazy. Took him 15 minutes just to move like half a block, right? As I'm walking, my sister calls me. My older sister, Jean, she's like, yo, can you get me and Simu in? And I'm like, Simu? Like, Simu? Like, are you kidding me? Why? Like, no, Gene, no offense. This guy has the number one movie in the world right now. Like, he's literally the man, okay? He just pulled $140 million at the box office with Shang-Chi. Like, what the fuck is you talking about? This is where he, sh he needs to start using his celebrity to get him anywhere he needs to, right? Like, there is, like, literally a 100-foot fucking billboard of him in Times Square right now. I've seen the shit. And I'm like... You know, there's maybe 200,000 billboards in the United States of America, all over bus benches, to you name it, everywhere. They pushing this fucking Shang-Chi Shang movie everywhere. And his face is on everything because he's the fucking man, okay? So I'm like, look, I hit my man Jess, deep old school ski fam, and he finesses it. Get my sister in, get the man, everything, boom. I finally get there. There's maybe 400 people, four, you know fucking 90 people, 400 people's on the street, 400 people trying to get in, and I haven't gone out in years, okay? Let alone, I haven't gone out during COVID, okay? Especially during motherfucking Delta, all right? And I'm with my wife. My wife is 10 times more paranoid than me, okay? My wife, me, and my sister are the only ones wearing masks, okay? In the fucking goddamn party. I feel dumb as shit. I was like, fuck this. I'm gonna start drinking. Cool, whatever. So Cuddy gets there parts the Red Sea, and he enters. I already get in, you know, they pull me in. I was like, I was like, yo, Richie, man, my boy Richie Akiva runs New York, been running New York for 20-something years. And he's like, I could tell he's just sick, irritated. I couldn't imagine what his phone was like. He was like, yo, somebody please let Baller in before I fucking lose it. Cuddy gets in, I get in, we get in the elevator, we, we start to fucking, everyone and their mama, as soon as we get out, everyone and their mama's there, okay? ASAP Rocky, Timothy Chalamet, fucking, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was there, Kehlani, Emily Ratatowski, Kai Gerber, Jody Badass, even Travis Punk-ass Scott was there, okay? Joey Badass, Travis Punk-ass, like it was funny, right? Everyone was there, every fucking there. There was at least, I mean, there were so many models there because that's what Richie and Just been doing forever. There was like maybe, all right, and, and I'm quote me on this, a seven girls to one guy ratio, okay? But yeah, I had a good time drinking his fucking tequila and there was no more 1942 left. And what the fuck is it? Zone or Zen? I don't know what the fuck it was called. But uh, Cuddy's like, yo, that's LeBron's new fucking tequila. I'm like, what the fuck? Shit was actually all right. You know, anyways, but look, it was a crazy ass party. Music was cracking. My boy ASAP Ills pulls up to the party with a French bulldog and the doorman went crazy. Lost it. Like lost it. Started kicking people out, screaming, jumping at that. What the fuck? You can't bring no motherfucking dog to no party. But it was crazy. I was like, I don't know what the fuck Ills was on. That was the craziest shit I've seen. When I left, there were people trying to get in. When Cuddy left at 4 a.m., there were people still trying to get in. I cut the fuck out early, right? With Simu, 
And uh, that was actually the first time I actually ever met a uh, dude. Like, I never met Simo before, right? He's been following me forever on social media, following me before. I didn't even know who dude was. I know he's on that show, Kim's Convenience Store, and I wanted to watch it. I don't know what happened. Just didn't get into it. But I didn't know dude was from Toronto. I didn't know much about dude. I just know he's really chill. Didn't realize how young he was, like barely 32. And um, Simu's really seriously humble, like fucking very chill, humble. He just, he cracked me up. Dude was super nice, right? Like after he left, he made an actual like static IG post about me. He posted me on his story and I was like, God damn, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I let you hold the chain for the premiere. Like, bro, I, you know, like it's nothing. Try to support Asians, support an Asian. It was crazy. And he was like super happy. He got to meet Cuddy. I brought him in the VIP section. You know what I mean? He met uh, Timmy, you know, Chalamet. Timmy was showing him mad love. He was like, yo, that made my night and everything. So I'm just glad that Seymour had a good time. My sister had a great time. It, it's crazy as fuck. I have not watched Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi yet. I am going to watch it. Okay, we're going to talk about entertainment after the commercial break, but uh, I, I definitely need to watch it. Okay, stop with the bullshit. Look, he's big on supporting and doing everything for the API community. And, you know, so am I. Y'all think about that one bullshit thing I said, and I'll say what I said was true, first of all. So I'm not trying to hear no bullshit. But guys, look, check it out. Listen, I'm going to get back, back to more NYC stories, my trip, this big reveal, all this shit that's coming up. But first, we got to knock out these commercials. We got three of them, so we're going to go back to back to back. But first, you already know. Yes. <laughs> like Jordan wanted to say, y'all, yeah, there we go. That's that lakey lake. That's that lakey inspired. Uh, yeah, Miles, let that lakey run for a little bit, and let's jump into these commercials. Small business owners, startups, freelancers, entrepreneurs. Do you know the number one way to avoid unfair bank fees? Step one, close your account. Step two, open a new Novo free business banking account. Novo is the number one business banking app because it's built from the ground up to be powerfully simple and free business banking that Money Magazine called the best business checking account of 2021. With Novo, there are no minimum balances, no transaction limits, no hidden fees. Sign up free in under 10 minutes at banknovo.com baller. Then they'll mail you a Novo debit card and you'll get free ATM use. Novo seamlessly integrates with the most leading business tools and services like Stripe, Shopify, QuickBooks, and more for free. Plus, Novo offers over $5,000 in perks and discounts just for signing up. Get your free business banking account in just 10 minutes at Bank novo.com slash baller go to bank slash baller to sign up for free 
right now and get a free copy of Novo Small Business Starter Guide. Banknovo.com slash baller. Slow is just right if you're on vacation or describing QuickBooks, more like slow books. It sucks you in and slows you down with manual processes, integration difficulties, and glitchy delays that leave you scrambling for the numbers you need. Now is the time to make the switch to NetSuite by Oracle, the number one financial system, because NetSuite gives you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more. It's everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time, no matter how big your business grows. Special financing is back. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those ready to switch today. Head to netsuite.com slash baller right now. That's special financing at netsuite.com slash baller. netsuite.com slash baller. As we've talked about on the show before, our relationships should add value to our lives. Thoughtfully designed bedroom toys can deepen your connection with your partner and leave everybody feeling satisfied. Dame Products is a woman-owned company making the next generation of toys for intimacy founded by a woman who knows what's really good. Dame's easy-to-use products are made with medical-grade silicone, smart design principles, and lots of love, earning glowing press from the New York Times, Wired, W Magazine, and many more. Dame Guaranteed has a toy that's sure to please. If you're unsure of what you're looking for, you can take their product quiz for product suggestions tailored to you and your partner. And the best part Dame offers three-year warranties and hassle-free returns within 60 days, so satisfaction is literally guaranteed. Go to dameproducts.com baller today for 15% off site-wide. Again, go to dameproducts.com forward slash baller today for 15% off the entire site. Guys, 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 check it out, man. Crypto is doing some weird things right now. All right, stop acting like a motherfucking amateur and start acting like you've been somewhere, okay? If you've been holding since motherfucking December, since last year when I was talking about this shit, if you've been holding since motherfucking January, guess what? You would be good right now, okay? You still be in a decent-ass place. But yeah, Doge is right under 25 cents and everything's a little weird, or, you know, shit's down, um... You know, y'all don't get that. I'm actually down, you know, almost 200 grand off it. But you know what? I'm up so much. It is what it is. Is what the game is like. So stop. Oh, what about, man, I talk about it all the time. Listen to the podcast, you fucking goofies. Now, guys, my latest Project 70 card is out now. The Polar Bear, Pete Alonzo for the New York 
Metropolitans. That is the Mets for some of you fucking slow people out there. All right. I used his home run derby jersey number. I even fucked up Mets fans that I'd show like some of my homies that, you know, watch or listen to the show and everything like, yo, why is he rocking 44? I'm like, bro, you know, honoring Hank Aaron during the home run derby. You know what I'm saying? The polar bear. You got to go get the card. Yo, listen, I'm about to make T-shirts of this motherfucker. This shit is cold as hell. High definition polar bear T-shirt style when that wolf T-shirt was popping. You guys old enough to remember that wolf T-shirt when that wolf shirt was really popping online? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Am I just too old? Anyways, my card is only available for three days. Go get that bitch now. All right, you already know. For my Shohei Otani cards, for those that are out right now, listen, guys, I am only doing five autographs, five gold autos for my Shohei Otani. DM me, email us, behindtheballerpod at gmail.com if you want in. Yes, they are numbered. I don't know how I'm going to do it yet. I'm going to figure it out, but they're numbered. So no, I'm not going to fucking sell a couple ones through one through five. It's not going to happen. That's not how I do things because we do this shit official. So if you want a card, you want auto, let me know. Uh, yeah, we're just doing five and them shits is going to go. All right. Now, are you ready for some football motherfuckers? She. What did I say? My bad. <laughs> What did the captains say? All right, we gave you guys three motherfucking locks. Guess what? We went three and O on the locks. We hit the trifecta. All right, the fuck is going on here? What did Vegas Dave the Midget do? Not a goddamn thing, okay? Now, on the Niners game, if you didn't get in on Saturday when we dropped the first Captain Picks episode, okay, and you didn't get in at minus 7.5, and, you know, then that's on you. You want to wait to, oh, maybe it'll drop here. And that's not my fault. That's why I'm telling y'all to jump in, okay? Maybe you didn't hit your parlay. You didn't hit the trifecta because you didn't jump in at minus 7.5 on Saturday when we dropped the fucking Captain Picks episode on episode 216, okay? Yeah, but look, at, we called it, all right? There's not going to always be freebies, guys. That was a very special episode. Three fucking locks. Three and O. Oh. Next episode, please pay attention. That's this Saturday. The Niners, I watched them play, all right, for a little bit because I watched my Seahawks game. They looked all right, okay? The thing that was weird was that Jimmy G's first snap was a fumble and Trey Lance's first was a touchdown, all right? I don't know, Miles. I don't know, man. Against that sus-ass Detroit, they look kind of weird, you know what I'm saying? They still did their thing. It's all good. Can't wait till October 3rd. Now, the crazy thing is I got something to do October 3rd, so I can't go to that bitch-ass game, and I'm not allowed in the motherfucking bitch-ass stadium anyway because Levi still got me on the band. So, look, my Seahawks, she... <laughs> look, man, we had a couple small little sloppy plays, okay? A small little bullshit here and there, but nobody got beat deep, Okay? We got the best safety duo in the NFL. My dudes, Quandre and Jamal, forget about it. All right, even Trey Flowers didn't give me a heart attack yesterday. You know what I'm saying? But he got to go, period. Our offense looks solid as 
fuck. And DK didn't even get that much run. All right? Like, really. Russ looked incredible. We let him cook. You know what I'm saying? He had that cheese ramen recipe. Pray to God, Russ Wilson, don't you dare start podcasting, motherfucker. I will kill you. All right? Russell Wilson, four touchdowns, no INTs. Okay? I cannot wait to watch this game on Sunday at home at Lumen Field. The BTB Army, if you are there in Seattle at Lumen Field, come say what up to your boy. We're going to take a pick. We're going to have a hot dog. We're going to have some fucking dicks. We don't know what the fuck we're going to do. For those of you who don't know what the fuck dicks is, go fuck yourself. That's a Seattle fucking landmark. All right? Get some motherfucking taco time. All that shit, okay? Your boy is going to be at Lumen Field, rain or shine, this Sunday coming up. All right, looks like it's going to rain. Typical Seattle weather, it's going to rain. Fuck it, okay? I will be recording next week episode in the Emerald City. So, yes, we'll be coming live and direct from the 206 from Seattle. So, guys, you already know, man, I'm fucking hyped. We play against the Titans. Look, the Titans lost, which is fucking crazy, all right? They got their ass beat by the Cardinals, by a team in our conference, but it's all good. So, by the way, do not forget to go to www.captainpicks.com to get the best sports picks for the absolute best prices. Also, check them out at The Captain Picks. At The Captain Picks on Instagram. You can DM them, everything else. This opening week, guys, we opened the motherfucking weekend. Okay, we went 10 and 4 in this bitch. We called five underdogs, guys. Miami, Eagles, Steelers, Browns, and the Bengals. We went 10 and 4 against the spread on opening weekend, you motherfuckers. That's solid as shit. All right, and we're always going to be transparent. So make sure you go to www.captainpicks.com. Get this shit and let's make some money. Let's break your bookies bankroll. All right. Staying on topic of football, my boy Travis Kelsey of the Kansas City Chiefs, he asked me to be in this LG commercial. Yes, LG, the TV, phone, electronics company. Life's good, right? They're Korean, actually, by the way. It's a Korean brand. So I'm in his latest uh, LG commercial. I think it's part two. He has two parts. I don't know how many parts he has, but I'm in the second part. And I got a lot of lines, actually. So good looking out, my boy Travis. Fucking dope. Make sure you check that commercial out. It's going to be all over the place. Digitally, uh, commercials, NFL shit, everything. It's going to be fucking crazy. Now, let me pivot real quick. Hold on. Let me drink some water. I'm going to drink some water. Don't, don't cut this, Miles. I want them to hear me drink some water, okay? All right, we're going to pivot. I was supposed to be at the MTV Awards yesterday, and I was actually presenting an award, not on live TV. I think I was doing it on the side, but bottom line, I was presenting. I made the change, all this shit, but I was so fucking hungover from Cuddy's party. And just in case, I thought I was like, "Yo, man, if I have COVID, fuck." Then Cuddy got it. Everyone else's shit. I didn't want to spread that shit. Very irresponsible. Very stupid. Look. Big things happening. I'm taking time off. I pray to God I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I got tested yesterday and it was negative, but the PCR test has not come back yet as of right now. Now, I wonder how some of these motherfuckers got into the show. 
because they was at that motherfucking party acting up. We'll see what the fuck happens. Everyone had to get tested like two days ago and then tested again today. I don't fucking know. But what I did see was Conor McGregor was trying to fight MGK on the red carpet, which is weird as shit, right? I'm just glad. Fuck it. I, didn't, I couldn't go. It's what it is, right? Just couldn't go. I was dead ass beat from drinking all that fucking tequila. Um, but I am glad. Shout out to Jada Kiss. Shout out to Fat Joe. Shout out to Jordan Woods and Kid Cudi. They all got 40th anniversary MTV chains. I'm really happy to make them. Thank you very much, uh, MTV, for the opportunity. I apologize for not showing up. At least I gave you guys some leeway. You know, it, it, there's a lot of people that could fucking do the job. You know, it's not a big deal. Now, speaking of chains, there is a Latin rapper named Dan Sir who got gold chains surgically implanted into his head to look like gold dreadlocks. That moment of silence was from disgust, okay? Number one, fail, bro. You fail as fuck. You failed, okay? Number two, you goofy. You, you goofy as fuck, okay? Number three, the chains look fake. And uh, most likely, I bet you, they are fake, okay? Number four, why, bro? Why, okay? Number five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Why, bro? Why? What is wrong with people like, man, dog, that clout drug is really crazy. Like, you really thought you was doing it. That's just weird, okay? And I'm not going to get any more into it. But as for entertainment, I've been watching this old show. Well, not old, but it's like maybe a year or two old, right? It was on HBO. It's called The Warrior. It's called Warrior, sorry, on HBO Max. It's violent as fuck. It's good as fuck. And I watched a whole fucking season like this week, I finished most of it on the plane. I'm going to finish season two on the plane. I don't think, I think that's it after that. It's supposed to be the old school days of San Francisco. You know, the Chinese triads and the fucking, how the tongs were. It's fucking gangster. Yo, I cannot wait. And I hope somebody does an official two-hour documentary on Raymond Chow, a.k.a. Shrimp Boy. I, I really want to see more shit about this dude. Uh, if anybody has more footage, don't show me the fucking gangland shit from National. Show me more footage offside, like somewhere of Shrimp Boy. I want to see hours of that dude. He's incredible. Now, of course, episode eight of Raising Canaan came out, and my man, look, my man Joey Badass, who plays unique on that show, he was kicking it. It was dope to... It was it's just dope to be at a place where motherfuckers know who you are. They call you nice things like legend, this, that, and the third. Not you know, I'm humble, like, yo, cool, whatever. So I got to kick it, have a little drink with Joey Badass, you know, boom. Raising Canaan, man. I'm like, bro, episode eight was fucking fire. The whole season so far has been great. Last week was probably one of the weaker episodes, but it was still really good. Okay. I wish they had 22 episodes in their seasons like Law and Order SVU does. Like, Law and Order you have 21, 22, 23 motherfucking episodes in a season. And that's what I just need fucking Raising. I need fucking Raising Canaan. I don't know, man. It's the prequel to Power and all this shit, but I need more. Okay, this shit was too motherfucking good. Let me know when you meet fucking Ghost and Tommy and all this other shit. But look, guys. Premier news of the day. 
I am super hyped, super pumped to drop this chain of my career. Okay, this is legitimate museum quality jewelry. It will be making its debut at a museum for the Met Gala. That would be the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Duh, where the Met Gala is every single year. Guys, you will see soon enough who it's for and who I collaborated with. And you're going to understand why this shit is so serious. Okay. It's just, you know, some hours away from right now. I am so beat up from that chain, from the process, from everything to it. Right? You can't, I can't tell you how relieved I was to deliver that motherfucker last night. Right? We had my entire factory closed down for three months to make this thing. There was no time to take any new jobs, nothing. There wasn't shit going on, not even repairs. We were fucking stopped to get this thing popping. Right? We were just focused on that lifetime legendary piece that will be in museums 50 plus years from now. It will be talked about. It is official. Don't put me up with these other fucking lames. All right, this is the bazooka. This is the bazooka that takes out all these other jewelers out there that think they know what they they think they're doing what I do. Stop the cap. All right. In fact, Miles, hold on. What did I just say? Stop the cap. I must say though, look, a lot of stress is off my shoulders, and uh, you know. Um, now after dropping this piece, uh, I got a few more for the rest of the year, but I got some big other releases dropping. I got a lot of shit popping. Yo, I just got this positive energy wave and I need to focus on that positivity because it's, it's so much stronger than the negative. You know what I mean? I'm just really on this good wave, man. So, um, taking some time off. I really do need to focus on fam and I need to reset. And I mean like hard reset. Um, speaking of hard, yo, guys, that is it for this episode of BTB. I got nothing else I can talk about. I got a lot of going on today. I have a really, really important meeting with somebody. I thought I was going to talk about it, but I don't want to put it out there just like that just yet. And, um, we squeezed it in last minute. I'm supposed to head up to Rock Nation, have a little photo shoot with uh, Lenny, this book. Maybe I run into Jay-Z. I don't know. I have no, actually, he might be at the Met Ball today. We'll see. But guys, look, that is it for this episode of BTB. For real. I just want to give you guys something special to leave with, all right? Illegal Cartel, who does the official BTB theme song, they have a new single out now called Can't Describe, all right? Brand new single from Illegal Cartel featuring Keezy, all right? Go stream and download their shit. That is it, y'all. The Wash Lord is out. I will see you guys in Seattle Wish me luck on these meetings today in the Big Apple. Yo, Miles, play the BTB Army, that new illegal cartel. Peace, y'all. This is a feeling that I can't describe. I get lost when looking in your eyes. As I start my finger between your thighs. Push the pedal to the metal when we ride. I swear, baby, I'm playing for keys. We come together within my reach. Tonight is the night that we gon' repeat. Play with your body like a symphony. It's so I can't describe I can't describe Oh, this is a feeling that I can't describe I can't explain this shit <laughs>
weird places Your body, I can tell by your face You so naughty, you the baddest in a place Like so probably I Way I feel can't be holding back Slicker than the oil spill, oh you notice that You fine, I recline when you throw it back You fine, slow wine and I know it clap on God Top down rolling in a six speed Living dangerous, safe as places with me Getting present is like we John Kennedy So sexy, cinnamon and nasty Slippy off your feet the moment that you met me Caribbean islands on a jet ski Your body is medicine like codeine This is a feeling that I can't describe I get lost when looking in your eyes As I slide my finger between your thighs Push the pedal to the metal when we ride I swear, baby, I'm playing for key We come together within my reach Tonight is the night that we gon' repeat Play with your body like a sin 